podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mugger. I don't know why I'm saying hello that that happily it hasn't been the, the best week for us. Um, but I'm joined by Stevie. How's it going, Stevie? Yeah, man. I'm just happy that City didn't get that dub over us. So, boy, that's the yeah, best way. Looking, looking sharp. Looking sharp still. Thank you, my bro. Yeah, I haven't put I haven't put up the visuals for a few weeks, but I may just have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're looking so fresh. I may just have to. Uh, and Sebi, how you doing, mate? What's good, man? What's good? What's good? Same, same um, feeling as Stevie. I'm happy that City didn't get that that CL, but yeah, yeah. That's what that's all we got now. Celebrating our, our rivals' failures rather than being able to celebrate our own successes. But before we start this week's pod, I have to do my usual plug the socials. Um, so if you're a listener and you're not already following the Twitter account, I'm not sure why you're not. Um, so please do that. First things first. That's TLF underscore Mugger. Um, if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, that's Touchline Media, make sure you do all pod visuals go up on there. So if you're somebody who prefers to watch rather than listen, um, you can catch the videos on there. And I want to also shout out the patrons um, slowly creeping up. Um, I guess that's testament to the amount of content we've been putting out over the last few weeks, um, which is only going to continue during during the Euros. We've got a season review pod coming up on there this week and we've got another piece of content dropping and we're also going to be doing a season review pod with uh, the other club pods giving the ops an opportunity to to give their thoughts on the direction that we're heading in so yeah if you aren't already subscribed to the patreon subscribe we've got evergreen content there that you can watch even though it was done months ago we've got content that is reactions to games previews of games so yeah sign up so support the pod um and with all that being said let's get into business the Europa League final. I'll start with you, Sebi, because um, Stevie was on the reaction pod with me last last Wednesday. So yeah, I know I know um, it's been a while ago, but the, the pain's probably still fresh. Um, but what were your thoughts on the game? So start with the lineup, um, then your thoughts on the performance, and you know you've been pretty vocal over the last few days. Um, so yeah, g- give us your thoughts uh, post game as well. Yeah, so you know when I um, you know saw the lineup. Um, I was. I ain't gonna lie. I was pretty bullish because uh, all of the all of the, our, our expected players were playing. Um, obviously, Pogba was in a double pivot, but I was thinking, you know what? The issue that we had when Pogba played in a double pivot, you know, in previous years, where he was collecting the ball from the defense and taking it up and trying to create. Whereas now we have somebody like Bruno Fernandes, who's supposed to be a number 10, who's supposed to be the connector between uh, Pogba and the attack. So, you know, when I saw the the the, um, the lineup, that's more so, that was my thinking. So that Pogba don't have to do too much work, get the ball, pass it to Bruno, Bruno, you create. 
But as we, you know, the game started and they, as the game progressed, I don't know if it was the occasion um, or it's just a bit of the same thing that we've seen uh, in bigger games. But Bruno was missing from those lines. You know, he's supposed to be in between the lines, in between the the, the, the midfielders and the defence and finding gaps where he can receive the ball at, on the half turn and, and create something. But he was posted right next to Rashford on the left. Like, it, it was a bit scary. It was a bit... It, 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 to, to be fair, it, it was exactly what they say that McTominay does is what he doesn't want the ball he goes and stands somewhere because he doesn't want to be involved in in the play mm-hmm. which, which is which is fair but then you've got a player who some well some Man United fans who are deluded um says our best player and he's supposed to be our most creative player supposed to be the player that you know can can come up with something he's literally hiding so now that's an issue. Um, that's 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 an issue. Um, Rashford back on the left. Rashford wasn't good. It was a, a, a hall of shame performance from Rashford. Um, what I will say is uh, <laughs> after 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 the game, I saw clips of him and Luke Shaw linking up on the left. What it looks like is him and Luke Shaw seem like they didn't know each other until like a couple moments in the second half, and this is my biggest issue is you're taking somebody who's not only the best player on the left, but he's built up a partnership. There's some continuity there. Even when Rashford is playing rubbish, he's always able to find Shaw with that, you know, that slip pass when Shaw's running or the chip over the top where Shaw's running. That That's that's cash money. Yeah, you know what I mean, that's 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 cash money there. It, it wasn't coming off. It, it it looked horrible. It looked like they had they hadn't played with each other for ages, and that's a very big issue. You don't take something that's working and stop it to kind of juggle things about, um, and then now you put it back because you need it, and it's not working anymore. Do you know what I'm trying to say? It, it took quite long to build, and you've gone and kind of fucked it up because you wanted to do something else. Um, yeah, Bruno, uh, you know, yeah, missing. Rashford, bad, bad, bad game from him. I can be honest about that. Greenwood was okay. Uh, he, he took on his man, Cavani's Cavani. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, you know, you're, you're, looking, you're looking for him to, yeah, get a goal. You're looking for him to be at the end of things. And there wasn't really much for him to to do. You know, my boy, McSauce. Hey, man. Hey, hey. You know, the, the stocks are going up. Hey, listen. What did they say? Buy the dip. They say buy the dip. Did you, did, you, did, you buy, did you buy the dip from a company? Hey, listen, I, I bought high. I bought high. I bought high. I'm trying to say, but, uh, you know, monster performance from him. Um, showed, like, real, real character. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, like, I can't can't fault the lad. Really, really tried. And that was one thing that I just wanted. I wanted effort, like, from, from our players. Pogba, fucking hell. What a guy. That guy, <laughs> I, 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 want, I, I want him out of my team, man. I, I just, just the basics was it was passing the ball off the pitch, crossing the ball off the pitch, wasn't doing anything. He was just shit. Bye, bye. You know, said some things to the media about ah, uh, if he doesn't play, he, he you know he signed the contract, but if he doesn't play, he he he'd happy go happily go elsewhere. Bye, I'd happily drive you there, mate. You know, because he was rubbish. Mm-hmm. Um, Lindelof was rubbish. Wambasaka, fucking hell, that guy's shit as well. And Luke Shaw is, you know, on the decline. And it's funny, like, I, I don't know if I've coincided Luke Shaw's decline with Rashford's move, but I don't know what he's been doing over the last three or four weeks here. But that guy is literally back to type. And it's something that me and you spoke about earlier in the season with that fam. We don't know if we could get on board with this Luke Shaw thing because, you know, soon enough, 
he's going to show what he really is. And, you know, yeah, it, 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 the run, the, the good form lasted longer than we expected. But fuck, you know, the back of the season has been atrocious from him. So over and all, a shit game. Shout out DDG for guessing where the pens were going before the game and diving the complete opposite way. Um, you know, that's him. <laughs> all of shame as well. This uh, is a mad onslaught. Absolute hall of shame from De Gea. But, it's, you know, when we was on the Discord, I said, you know, De Gea doesn't save penalties. And, you know, everybody went and looked back and was like, wow, oh, shit, he's lost 36 or something uh, pens. He's not saved. It doesn't make no fucking sense. Like, we, I'm not expecting you to save every penalty. Like, the odds are stacked against you um, as a goalkeeper. However, you zero and 36, and then you let 11 straight penalties go straight past you on that day, even though you guessed the right way before. That's um, fuckery. And then on top of that, you even got your hand to some of these penalties. That's a hall of shame from De Gea. Um, you know, yeah, that, that, that was, that was, that was, yeah, it was, it was disgraceful. And, you know, and we've discussed it at length in the, in the various Mugga chats. And um, a lot of people like saying, well, it's a penalty shootout. What do you expect from him? Once you're there and once you're in it, that's another thing. If the penalties are going partially because they're top quality penalties, we can't blame you for that. But when you're in the shootout and you're getting your hand to them, you're guessing the right way, and your your palm is is weak consistently, then then we got you've got to shoulder some of the blame because that's an opportunity for you to be a hero. That's that's what the penalty shootout is always about. It's an opportunity for keepers who a lot of the time are blamed when things go wrong because you know if a keeper makes a mistake, it usually results in a goal. Um, and he just absolutely bottled it, and I had absolutely no doubt whatsoever he was missing. There was not a single iota of me that thought DDG is gonna score this penalty. He did some rubbing his shorts. Some uh, this guy is gonna miss. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. Um, he's spoken about the players, and, and the players can definitely, for sure, hold their hands up and hold some of the blame. Poor individual performances. I tweeted off the TLF Mugger account that um, we're so used to them being. Um, system busters and, and in that sense I mean that they're not set up in a system which actually allows them to take advantage of the opposition or exploit um, exploit our um, our the things that we're good at against the opposition um, but because the players seem to individuals that is Bruno, Rashford, Pogba, Greenwood whoever it may be seem to perform well within this we become so used to that that when they don't play well that we're just we're, we're lost we, we, it's our the players are not good enough but I mentioned the system because I want to get your thoughts on on Oli. And obviously, we've had a back and forth for Grand and this to you as well, Stevie. Um, a back and forth about him, well, for for his whole tenure, really. You guys know where I stand with Oli. Uh, firmly, don't believe he's the man for the job. Top four is his ceiling. Um, I did say a few weeks ago. I'm just going to leave it now. Just going to let the Oli wave just go as it goes because you know whenever his back's against the wall, he manages to pull out some ten game run where they win eight games, draw one and lose one, and then he, he's safe again. But I think that is one of the worst games that he has coached for us. Eight, yeah, the occasion. Think... Go on, CV. Sorry, you, you, you speak and I'll, I'll come on. Yeah, yeah, with Oli, yeah. Um, he, like, I really deeped it on, during the Champions League final that this guy is he's not, he's not of the level required for us. Um, I think... Um, we've had a lot of promising performances over the time that he's he's been our manager, um, and a lot of encouraging performances. But when you deep it, yeah, like your managerial career is made up of like those important games, like not games where the the matches don't actually count. It's games where you need to really progress your team, and that that was kind of um, 
a sort of stain on on Pochettino's career, and he's he's kind of flunked it again this season. But you look at you look at Oli yeah, in the big games, um, semi-finals, finals. We just come unstuck. We come undone. It's our it's our tactics, our mentality, um, responding in game. It's all wrong. And at the top level, yeah, it's fine. It's fine, fine margins, and you need to get those things right. And there's a big um, there's a big gap between being an early man and being a successful man. Do you know what I mean? And it seems when we come to these crunch times, these crunch moments, Oli's not able to get over the line. And um, I know we haven't got the best personnel, but our squad is talented enough to win some of these games, to compete in some of these games at least. And you look at teams like Leicester, Brendan Rodgers got them over the line in the FA Cup final. Chelsea have a better team than them, still managed to do it. Tuchel, the same thing, but um, a different fixture. Man City have a better team than uh, than Chelsea, but he was able to to tactically outwit um, Pep. And it, in the games that really matters, Solskjaer is AWOL. We put him, we put in terrible performances. The players go missing, he goes missing. For him not to make a sub in that Europa League final until um, about ninety minutes just shows how how out of ideas he was and just reliant on the players and their individual brilliance to get us through. And when it's finals, like you've got to show as a manager, what you're bringing to the table. And Oli's shown countless times that um, that he's not able to deliver. You have to win it. You have to go for mm. it. So um, where those players were not playing well, where Sebi mentions that Bruno wasn't occupying the spaces on the pitch, which you want him to occupy as your number 10, we have players on the bench who have those skill sets. Mata has that skill set. Amanda Beek, who came off a great performance against Wolves last game of the season. I don't know how he doesn't get any minutes. If you're talking about a player occupying half spaces and spaces where the opposition don't want him to pick up the ball, Van der Beek is your guy. Ahmad, again, like um, Seb said, Greenwood was, was okay, could have been better. But again, Ahmad showed a, a positive performance, a positive performance against um, Wolves. And I would have liked to see him get some minutes. It was it was crazy to me because I felt like Rashford, we know he's carried injuries the whole 2021. And, and it felt like from like the 70th, 80th minute, he was just keeping Rashford on because of penalties. Uh, That's how I felt. Yeah. What was it? I what, think what minute was it in that he, Rashford got clattered and it was like, yeah, he has to come off now. Yeah. Um, I, I think was that, was, that, Simon, was that in, in, in I think that was in normal. And I was like, I yeah, think with, I think go with on. Rashford, yeah, um, like we may not have agreed with it, or um, but he'd done something similar to Pep in that he departed from um, his normal Fred and McTominay in midfield, and I'm not the biggest fan of Fred and McTominay in midfield, and I know I know very few people are. But if I looked at Rashford's form, if I looked at Rashford's fitness as a manager, I would have just liked to see Oli have some spine and just say, you know what, I'm going to go with this Pogba on the left wing and drop Rashford. His on form, he didn't deserve to didn't deserve to be playing, and his performance was absolutely shocking. Okay, you didn't make the decision there. Forty five minutes in. You can see that Rashford's putting in a terrible, terrible performance. Just do something, switch it up, and yeah, the the passiveness um, in that in that ninety minutes and one hundred and twenty minutes was just ridiculous from from Oli. We shouldn't be using to Villarreal, man. Scary. I think um, Fred was carrying a sort of knock, which is why he only came on in in extra time. Mm. Rashford missed a great chance as well. He, he, um, in, yeah, yeah. Do, do, you know that, do you know that chance was offside? You know, was it? Yeah, it was offside. Was it actually? Yeah, Bruno was offside, not Rashford. Okay. Okay, Bruno's the one who passed it. Okay, fair enough. But still, yeah. Um, so I guess, yeah, uh, enough 
being said about about that that game and I'm going to get out of my memory as, as soon as possible but um with the season being done now I thought it makes sense for us to do a, a, a mini season review we're going to like I mentioned at the top of the pod we're going to do a few more on on Patreon where we go into more depth and we're going to do some episodes with our um sister pods where we we, we look at each other's houses and sees sees whose is in order and whose isn't but um, while we're here, we'll, we'll do a mini-season review. And the, fir- the first one I want us to start with um, is the player of the year. Um, I've got three main candidates, and you guys can let me know if you want to add anybody else to this. So, uh, obviously, Bruno Fernandes, uh, 28 goals and 17 assists in uh, 58 games across all competitions. Um, check the advanced stats, and he has outperformed his XG and X assists, for those of you who don't know what that means. Um, I would say ask Lewis, but he doesn't come on this pod. Um, XG is essentially expected goals. So basically based on the positions in which he's taken shots, um, it's kind of an accumulated points across the season. And he he outperformed both his XG and his expected assists, which is, again, the same thing based on um, historical data from the positions where you make a pass um, and where it goes to the attacker, how many of those actually end up being assists. Um the next player had Ward Luke Shaw, a goal and six assists in 47 games. Um, 25 is going to be turning 26 in a couple of months. And yeah, we, we signed it for big money, 30 million odd when he was 18, 19 years old. Been his best season. He's been fantastic going forward and he's been fantastic defensively. Like Seb mentioned, it was a poor end to the season. Um, and, and the challenge for Luke will be to see if he can actually maintain that form going into the next season. And then the third player I had, was Marcus Rashford, uh, 21 goals and 15 assists in 57 games. Um, yeah, had a fantastic 2020, 2021, not so much. Um, Stevie, Sebi, were there any other players you guys wanted to add to that list of potential Player of the Year candidates? I'd um, I'd have Cavani in there. That's ridiculous, but explain. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> This is really, yeah, it's really no, getting, no, no, it's really getting ridiculous. No, no, it's a low bar. It's really it's getting ridiculous. Bar. It's a no. low bar, my guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we're yeah. not sitting the world alike with these candidates. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Kavani, and how about yourself, Seb? Anybody else you you'd want to add to that list? Um, I don't know, man, because as uh, Stevie said, it's a low bar. Uh, when I look at all of the players mentioned, they've all had shit, shit form for an extended period other mm. than Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw's shit form is probably the shortest. So mm. I just have to stick with Luke Shaw. If Rashford was like, could have averaged out and come back towards the end, I would have added him in because I think at the start of the season, he was he was quite good, and I think everybody forgets that. But at the back end of the season, 2020, uh, t- uh, 2021, he hasn't really been good. Um, yeah, that was, I had that as, as his low light. So, yeah, his it, highlights I had his goal against Brighton, um, the, the performance against Newcastle. Low oh. lights were just 2021, that's the whole so, year. Yeah, 2021 has uh, been kind of poor for him. Yeah, I can't put him in because um, I've, uh, I've, st- I've turned over a new leaf. I'm trying to uh, cut out agendas uh, going oh. forward. Wow. So uh, I, can't, I can't put him in, uh, you know, this year. So, yeah, I'm happy to go with probably Luke Shaw or Maguire, in fact. Oh, you want so you want to add Maguire to that list? Oh shit, yeah, Maguire, yeah, probably Maguire yeah. because he 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 uh he put on some good performances probably for 60, 70 percent of his games. 
So okay. we're on yeah. Harry Maguire. So we've got Harry Maguire, Luke Shaw, Bruno Fernandez, Marcus Rashford, and Edinson Cavani. Um, you know I'm, I'm, I, I don't think I can have Rashford in the nominees. You know, I'm sorry. I like, mean, I he's, he's in there. Like you can't take out a nominee. You can just not. No, but yeah, him. no, I need. I, him. I, I don't need think him. I can. No, you can't I have him. You can't. You. You said. You said. You said. Wait, how can you add Cavani? Yeah, and then say that Rashford. Are you insane? No, no. Rashford's low light was the half a season, and even in that half a season. Even the half season, he still scored important goals. Yeah, he, he just didn't contribute. Yeah, he it just wasn't. Just wasn't. wasn't his performances weren't good. He still scored. Yeah, and exactly. Or important assists. Yeah, just Cavani good. gave you a cheeky two months, please, Stevie. Let's let's and, let's, and what let's, a two months it was. What 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 a two months it was. What, what did we get? For me, was on fire. Anyway, his highlight was obviously that 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 lob against um yeah. who was that against was that Villa, uh, someone. Was it Villa? I don't know. Okay, don't know. Um, he, that was that was probably my favorite Cavani goal. Probably one of our best goals of the season. Um, it was against Fulham. Sorry, so that love against Fulham, um, and obviously he's finished up with a, somehow managed to get seventeen odd goals in all competitions, which uh, goes yeah, to show that he he knows where the back of the net is. Obviously, um, he really struggled with injuries early as part of the season. He obviously did, hadn't played football for what, five, six, seven months when he when he joined us. Um, but for me, I'm as much as it pains me to say it, I'm gonna go with Bruno Fernandez as, as the player of the year. His 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 record breaking stats um I think speak for themselves, even if you take away the penalties, still um thirteen goals and something like thirteen assists um from, from midfield is still really, really, really good. I'm saying like thirteen goals and seventeen assists. Um I had his highlights as again, he was another one who did really well in the second half against Newcastle, also his goal against Liverpool in the FA Cup. Um are there any other highlights you guys feel like I'm missing? Um for that guy, man. I ain't giving him no I ain't giving yeah, a fuck you know what? You I'm, know what? I'm, me and you, me and you switching sides today because, boy, I can't, I can't give it to Bruno, man. I can because mm. it, it sets a precedent that is is acceptable to drop all these dead performances. In the I don't think it sets a precedent. Our, our, like you said at the top, our bar is low. Like yeah. people could have taken it from him, but nobody. Uh, who can you say that you can? Um, well, obviously you're gonna give me somebody, but I, I, I look around and yeah, I, I, you know, I have to give it to Sean, man. Uh, you want to give it to Luke Shaw? That's that's yeah. fine. Um, I had his highlights as his goal against Manchester City, um, yeah. and I had his low light as his performance in the six-one against Spurs. Um, and who would you who would you give it to, Seb? Um, I'm giving it to Maguire. Okay, gonna give it to Harry Maguire. So yeah. that's that's fine. We we've got a three-way tie, and in that situation, we'll, we'll leave it to the listeners to help us um decide. So once we release this pod tomorrow, um. I'll put this one up for, for the I'm happy for us to rescind the award for the whole season. You want to rescind the award? Yeah, Ooh, controversial. How about you, Seb? Are you supporting rescinding the award? Do you know what? Yeah, I just realised something. Fucking yeah. hell. I'm giving it to Rashford. Oh, fuck off, man. <laughs> <laughs> that no agenda lasted. Oh, no, 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 no. That agenda I'm not lasted. fucking leaving. I'm not leaving. Yeah, I'm giving it to Rashford. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. This is, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Let's fucking go. Um, I'm, I may support. I may support you and just rescind it, Stevie. I think. Make, make I, sure I, I still book as well, man. I still, yeah. I, I'll still, I'll still. Um, I watched his interview with um Obama as well. That was, um, that was pretty cool. Um, I mean, you still yeah. focus on the football. 
Shut up, man. I no. think in terms, of football, in terms of the football, his physical limitations have um, impacted his ability to play to the level that he, he would hold himself to. And he, he said as much after the Europa League final. But in terms of what he's in terms of what he's doing off the pitch, it, it can only be commended. It can only be commended. I, I, um, I don't want to be one of those fans who are like, you know, are oh, just focus on the pitch stuff. Like he, he, he sees his calling as being more than that. He, he can end up being a, a great for Manchester United. I actually think it's disgraceful as well for yeah. fans that say that. Yeah, uh, he can be end up being a great for one of the most historical club sides in the world, and he can end up being somebody who makes a great social impact on his community and the, and the country in general. So yeah, we have to we have to commend a, a future leader that we have playing for for our for our team. Cool. Um, the next award I had was a uh, young player of the year. Uh, very short list for me. Uh, Mason Greenwood, twelve goals and six assists in fifty-two appearances. Um, I consider young players who are twenty-one and under. So there really wasn't m- many other players to choose from. Um, so yeah, I don't know if you guys have any other names, but yeah, he, he seemed to take it by default. Yeah, yeah, MG man, have to give it to Mason. Yeah, again, another one who gave us a cheeky two months. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, but um, Mason Greenwood, I think he wins it. Um, well, I'm really looking for him to push on next season. I'm really looking for him to hit that 20 goal mark uh, next season, at least uh, across all competitions. He, he's got in his locker. When I look at how poorly he was playing at the top of the season, just a lack of confidence, the, the lack of even getting himself into shooting positions. Because I think once he gets into these positions, more often than not, you're going to back him to find the back of the net. But what he was doing for three quarters or even 80% of the season, he wasn't getting into these positions. He wasn't even getting into his position. And, and this, this last um, couple of months, I think it's nine goal contributions in his last 14 games. I do hate the term goal contributions, but um, in his last 14 games or so, but he scored against Leicester. He scored against Tottenham. Um, who else am I, am I missing anybody else? Did he score against um, Villa? Did he score, well, he scored a, 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 a good amount of goals in this last end, and then he still always end, ends up being not too far off being one in three from wide. So, you know, those are good numbers for a wide man and yeah you only expect him to to grow and develop like he said he's still filling out still gonna develop physically um so yeah long may continue that the the future attacking wise is in great hands um next thing i want to discuss with you guys best moments um i'll start with one of mine um beating spurs 4-2 beating spurs 4-2 uh dumping on jose Mourinho. um that was that was one of my favourite moments this season. Obviously, um, they were still... Oh, I'm saying 4-2, you know, 3-1 even. Um, yeah, jumping on Jose Mourinho. Um, obviously, his time here has been well documented, everything that he said about the club, the players. Um, and they beat us. They batted us early in the season. And the ramifications that had on our season was a double pivot of Fred and McTominay throughout the season, regardless of how they actually played. Only wanted that illusion of protection for the back four. I blame Jose for that. Um, and then obviously he had his personal thing with Paul Pogba, the impact he had on Rashford, the impact he had on Rashford and um, Rashford, Marshall's uh, their development. Um, so yeah, that beating Spurs three one was one of my was one of my favourite moments. How about you, Stevie? Um, I think it was the Bayi challenge. Yeah, I think we played. We must have played Villa. Um, I think it was somewhere in January or something like that when we were last minute the one, yeah. yeah, yeah, top of the table. Obviously, you know, you win titles in January, um, and we were gassed. <laughs> we thought, yeah, it's coming, it's coming back home. 
Um, the players at the end of the game were celebrating like they just won the Premier League. I thought that yeah, I've seen that a few times in the last yeah. few days. Actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. The ops been running that 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 footage round. Um, that was that was probably the peak of the season. After that, it kind of went all downhill. So yeah, that's probably my highlight. Cool, um, Sebi. What, what do you have as, as best moments for this season? Uh, my best moment. I, I do like the Spurs because we got revenge. Do you know what I mean? Um, you know, after the dumping. And plus, we were 1-0 down in that game as well. So, yeah, I did enjoy that. But I think my highlight might have been um, the first PSG game because, um, one, you know, yeah, I wouldn't say RB, even the rest of the hat trick. I'd say the PSG game because, one, when the uh, 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 group was announced, everyone expected us to get dumped out. Yeah, so regardless if fans bantered us or whatever, everyone expected us to get uh, dumped out and they expected PSG to batter us straight away. We should have battered them 5-0 in that game. Rashford fucked up like bare chances. And then, uh, you know, everyone was getting on to Rashford. Ah, da, da, da. Then he scores the winner. So for me, yeah, that was that good because he dumped on Mbappe's head and Neymar's head um, and scored the the winner. Um and it that game showed was just way better than them, like way better than them. Even in the second game, when fucking Fred got sent off, it was way better than them. And I was like, listen, he's gonna get sent off. Who's on Discord? I was like, take yeah, this guy off, yeah. take this guy off, take this guy off. This this guy gets sent off. Do you know what I'm trying to say? And so yeah, anyway, I'm, yeah, um, yeah, just because of what everybody expected, I'd say like the first PSG game, and we were actually a better team than them. So yeah. Cool. Uh, Timmy's joined us. Uh, Timmy, we're talking about our best moment from the season. I, I went with the Spurs win. Uh, Steve, you went with Brighton's <laughs> block against Villa. Zebi went against uh, the win against um, PSG. Um, what would you go with? Um, don't really know, bro, to be honest with you. I don't think I've got a best moment anymore. The um, season just ended in failure, innit? So... <laughs> I don't. I don't actually think I can give a best moment. I think maybe Pogba's goal against Fulham. Yeah, I had that. It's well. in my memory. Um, that's a good moment for me. Rashford's goal against Brighton as well. Uh, but nah, man. I don't. I just can't really like give a good mo- like the best moment after Bruno's goal against. Bruno's goal against Liverpool FA Cup as well. That 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 was on there as well. Oh, that was a good moment. Yeah, that was definitely a good moment. But 90th minute. But yes, yeah, it's, it's all just kind of from a position of not being generally happy. And I guess um yeah. once we're talking about the best moments, we have to speak about the worst moments. I, I envision this being a, a longer discussion. Um, I'll tell you some of the things that I've got on here. So I've got the Europa League final, obviously, first game against Istanbul, the game against Leipzig. Losing 6-1 to Spurs, losing to Arsenal, losing to Leicester, losing to Sheffield United. Um, so listen, there's a there's a plethora of options. One there. you haven't mentioned, and I think it's the worst game. The draw with Everton. Yes, the draw with oh, Everton. Draw that with game Everton. there, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was the start of the decline, really. The pain, that was the pain I felt on that day, yeah. yeah. Was that was the start of the decline. I, I, I actually woke up in the middle of the night and I thought about myself, fuck's sake. I was like, fam, because we were feeling that. ourselves. Yeah. We were feeling ourselves. And I was yeah. on Discord, yeah, when he brought on Tunzebi, <laughs> and I was like, 
I was giving him props because they even clipped this part. I was like, yeah. So I like about Oli. I think he's improving. He's now trying to manage the game. He's brought on a, a first centre back here. Because <laughs> uh, Morales' stream is slow. So I'm giving him talk. He's like, and Morales like, yeah, so Zabi's on. Yeah. I was like, yeah, man. He's one. He's like, oh, she just gave away a foul. But I'm still talking. And I was like, oh, God. I say something like that. Yeah. And you're like, what? I said, fucking on, they've scored. And then we hear, bow, bow. Hey, that, that ah. Everton thing. That was absolutely crazy. I didn't watch that the uh, Istanbul game, so I didn't really feel it. So, but the Everton thing, I felt that, man. I'm not even going to lie. The Everton one was mad as well because we were, Pogba played central midfield. He was actually the deep, deep pivot. And he controlled the first half. 2-0 up, looked comfortable. They're, they're poor side. They're one of the sides that I comfortably know that we're better than. Um, he, he was dictating possession, he was spraying the ball, he was protecting the back four, and then he gets injured. And it's like, oh, gosh, Fred, Fred has to come on. And he come on, like, bare grinning, like, ah, you guys thought you could get rid of me. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, they, they, they proceed to obviously make it 2-2. Um, and, yeah, that, that, was heart, that was heartbreaking. And like you say to me, that was the start of the decline because within that period, we also lost to Sheffield United. We drew nil-nil with West Brom Sheffield as well. Sheffield United was before then, but I feel like this one was the most monumental. Okay. Like, was was the, was the moment that, like, just derailed everything. Because we had the draw with, we had the loss to Sheffield United, and I think we had a draw of Arsenal before the Everton draw as well, if I'm correct. Yeah, I'm I'll check wrong, while, you're, I think, while you're talking. I think Arsenal was... Um, one or two games before um, Everton, because Everton was a 5.30 kickoff, I think, or 7.30 on a Saturday kickoff, which means because we weren't back in Europa yet. So I feel like the Arsenal game was maybe the week before. I might be wrong. It might have been after. Yeah, but, no, um, no we, we beat, so it was, um, we lost 2-1 to Sheffield United. Yeah, then, then we, we beat Fulham. Oh, then, then we, we drew Arsenal, beat Fulham. Southampton 9-0. So, um, I don't know why. I think it's the way that we drew that game. I just think that was just like literally the start. And obviously, um, that's when Pogba got injured as well. So, um, I just feel like it was the start of the decline, man. And what a decline it was. Yeah, we drew three of our next four games after that. Mm-hmm. And it was against West Brom. Chelsea and Crystal Palace. I guess Chelsea won. You Palace, Palace and Rob. That's unforg. That's unforgivable. Um, Stevie, did you, did you have any other moments you wanted to add to to, to worst moments? Um, nah. that game a bit. Go on. No, nah, I was gonna say yeah, the Everton one. I think that pained me the most. Um, the manner of it, but uh, yeah, Europa League finals is just that's the that's a disgrace, man. Yeah, that that's a disgrace. When you were talking about it earlier, you were saying like um giving examples of um worse worse teams on paper beating better teams. We're better than Villarreal. Yeah. We are better than Villarreal. So even in that scenario, it doesn't even quite apply to us. Um, um, they, um a lot of these moments gone. They've moved from uh, what was it, Europa Conference League to Champions League in the space of five minutes in that final. How are we losing to Villarreal? Scary, scary. Bro, it's uh, actually lot, peak, man. Yeah, a, a lot of these moments I associate with Discord as well. So the game against Leipzig, the 3-2, um, that was peak as well. We went 3-0 down. Obviously, then Pogba came on and then we got back to 3-2 and we had that chance right at the end to make it 3-3. And they were on the ropes. And I feel like if 
the game had been five, ten minutes longer, we would have definitely drew. Obviously, you had that gaff between Maguire, not, again, not quite clear in his lines, and DDG not coming for the ball, and us just absolutely collapsing in the first half. Um, we didn't even need to collapse like that. Even if we'd gone down 1-0, 2-0 down, I, I would have been confident. The third goal was kind of kind of the killer. Um, obviously, the game against Istanbul, because all we all we needed to do was draw that game, and we would have we would have been through. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't know, man. Absolutely horrible side as well. Listen, man, this season has been an absolute mess. Um, losing to Sheffield United, they've gone to after the great season they had last year, and this season they're one of the worst prem sides I've seen. Um, losing to them. Oli Burke scoring like ridiculous. The defending for Oli Burke's goal, some of the worst I've seen. Losing to that poor Arteta Arsenal side. Um, they just, yeah, they just pressed us. And, and Oli, again, just didn't adjust, didn't have the answers. Um, yeah, it, obviously we finished second. We lost the European final, which we, we finally broke the semi-final duck. But how we lost the final just left just as bitter a taste, to be honest with you. So on the surface, we've, we've made progress. But the fact that I was able to to list so many lowlights in comparison to the highlights just shows that, yeah, even within that, it's still been, yeah, no progress made, it, in my opinion. Um, I don't know if any of you have any, any final thoughts before we wrap up. Um, the one good thing, yeah, I think we've done this season, and it's not even... It's like one of those when you go to a job interview and they ask you what's your what's your weakness and this is is that when I work, gone... I work too hard I want it yeah. too much <laughs> yeah when we go behind in games yeah obviously in the Mourinho era you kind of knew that was game done um, but even in the Europa League final when we went behind I knew that we'd find a goal um, from somewhere so I, I don't know if it's a positive because we always start so slowly and we need to, it seems we need to concede in order to get going but i do have a bit of comfort in knowing that when we concede the game's not over and i think that is a good quality to have and it's a, it's a decent spirit obviously we showed at the end of the season that it doesn't really count for anything because we didn't do enough to get over the line but i think that's probably one of the redeeming things i think we can take into next season do you think that's sustainable? Do you guys think that's sustainable? This t this tendency uh, we have to, to to go down. I don't know. And then still win. It shouldn't be. I mean, common sense would suggest that, that our luck will run out at some point. I guess it did, didn't it? The ridiculous rate at which we've gotten penalties in almost twenty more penalties than the the second highest team in the same period. Do, do we continue to get penalties at the same rate? Um, a lot of things are, are are potentially trending and suggesting that. Yeah, it could get messy real quick. But like I said at the top of the pod, this was just a mini review. Uh, we'll, we'll do more in-depth analysis on our Patreon uh, across the following weeks. We've got a, a review with the club pods coming up this week too. So give that a listen. Um, like I said, follow the Twitter if you're not. Follow the YouTube if you're not. When you listen to this pod, use the hashtag, join the conversation. And yeah, peace, man. Happy end of season, I guess. Rest in piss. <laughs> All right, wait, before we end though, do you yeah. not think we're gonna be worse off next season? I'm Is shook it... for next season. Bro, I'm I'm I've already done tools. Okay, so let's, let's, let's define worse off. So do you mean We are actuaries in a world filled with unpredictability? 
we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. The position, do you mean... The position might be yeah. peak, you know? Yeah, league position, because them two German managers are coming for our heads. Mm, yeah. If if I'm looking for the summer, the summer is basically going to confirm everything. You say this every summer, Seth. No, no, this is the one though. This is the summer. <laughs> this is, the, one. This this is the summer. This is final. That I say, am I fucking with you, man, or am I not? Because but I then, can just pack my bags. I am not. I'm not putting myself through this shit. But then, even if we get the personnel, yeah, like it's still a problem. Like those, like the top three: Chelsea, Liverpool, City. Next season, they're gonna be. Uh, I think we're going to have to do a madness to try and finish above any of them. Like any good team, hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com BlueWire. Indeed.com slash blue wire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, I think to, to, to finish above those three, I think you'll need 80 points. Um, happy, uh, happy to be proven wrong in that regard. But yeah, Chelsea, they've won the Champions League. So Abramovich is only going to strengthen. They, they've got a strong defense. They've got a functional midfield. Their attack is lacking. I think the highest scorer this season in the league was Jorginho with seven goals. So they look, they're being linked with all these guys who, who can come and potentially bag goals. Lukaku, Haaland. Um, and you know they're going to spend the money to, to, to improve that attack. City are City. They're linked with Kane. They're linked with Grealish. Um, they're trying to upgrade on Sterling and Mares. Um, and Liverpool, they've got Van Dijk coming back. They've got Gomez coming back. They're probably going to get someone to replace Wijnaldum. They've bought Konate from RB Leipzig. So we're looking around, and that to me already on paper suggests that there are three teams who have better personnel and they have better coaches than us. And, so then we've got, and we're linked with I that think, stupid Garnier winger or whatever. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that's the redeeming point, though, Morale. Those, they're like three world-class managers. Like world class managers, I think that's that's a real problem. Yeah, and uh, that's that's one aspect of it. But the recruitment too, like mm-hmm. Oli has shown that. Listen, if I have good enough players, I can get results. Oh, yeah. oh wow, um, Oli's shown that. Um, yeah, if I have good enough players, I can get results. So what the board really needs to do is back him in that regard. Um, we we know where we need um, improvement. We need a centre-back to play with Maguire. We need at least one central midfielder, ideally two. And we need um, somebody on the right-hand side just to give that attack its final final boost, a chance creator. Um, and obviously, we, we're str- strongly linked to Jadon Sancho. He he seems like the obvious choice. But um, even if you don't get Jadon Sancho and you want to go in a different direction, we have to get somebody who's going to add quality. I don't want to see Dan James playing any meaningful minutes next season. Um, 
So we'll see. I don't want to see Fred playing any meaningful minutes. I don't really want to see Lindelof or Bailly playing any meaningful minutes um, next season. So we'll we'll see what they do. But yeah, it, it's looking bleak. It's looking bleak. We listen. We've got half a decade of evidence that, that they're not going to get <coughs> that that we need. Um, so yeah, I, I imagine that this pod, which is isn't the happiest, generally speaking, <laughs> anyway. Um, I imagine it's it's going to be a pretty bleak place at, at times next season. Obviously, we've got the twenty-one and twenty-one boys, Timmy and Timmy and Sebi. Um, so yeah, twenty-one and twenty-two, we move. Yeah, let's load it. Let's load it. Twenty-one and twenty-two. Let's go, Timmy. I load it on my words. I load it on my words. Don't worry. <laughs> 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 so the team is not back in twenty one and twenty two. So, oh gosh, yeah, it's 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 not going to be good, guys. It's it's, it's really not going to be good. We have to, and again, I, just get your get your business done early, man. Get your business done early. I don't want guys joining like once the season is started. Let them let them join, and then whatever international tournament they've had in the summer, to take their time off, and then they can join the group and start with the group in preseason. Let's just do things right for once. And if Ollie's your guy and you're going to give him a three-year contract, just back him. Just back him because, yeah, as well as the guys who we think are definitely better than us, there's also going to be the chasing group. You know, Spurs are going to retool. They've been linked with Poch coming back. And if they don't get Poch, they're going to get a, a better manager than Jose Mourinho and Ryan Mason were. Um, Arsenal, ha-ha. But um, they, again, seem like they're only a couple of players away from being better side than they, they currently are. Um, and the other the other teams that hang about and one or two will surprise you next season. Leicester. How can I forget Leicester? Leicester, they've got Sumare already. A player who could who could who would start for us. Um, they've grabbed him for 20, 25 million um, from France. So they're going to be trying to get that top four spot. Um, so listen, man, we are, we are on the ropes. And it's, it's crazy saying that our first season where we finished second... And we did make it to a European final. But yeah, th- th- those be the facts. So yeah, we'll, we'll keep you guys locked in every single week, just giving you our thoughts. But yeah, man, nice one, boys. Ha- have a have a nice uh, afternoon. Enjoy, enjoy your bank holiday. Don't, don't think about United. <laughs> I don't even know why I came on here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stevie, what t- uh, Stevie, what time does DLT finish? I think right, we're still recording. Let me just yeah. uh, end the end the What is DLT tonight? <laughs> Social Podcast Network. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.